Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! I was hoping you would hay in one riff too early. <laughs> really fuck that one up? Yeah, then I would, no, I would, be, I would laugh. I'm more of a professional than that. You, oh. you should know that by now. Oh, oh got him. Oh, got him. Got him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is Asinine Radio. This is uh, this is week one. No, we, what week are we in? Week, week two. Week one. Week two of December 2019. Uh, we got we got quite the episode. Quite quite the um i don't want to say filler because it's not a filler episode there's gonna be a fucking every episode's a filler episode you don't say that please (laughs) uh this week we have we're starting with our fearless beer review then we're getting into our songs of the week and we're gonna wrap up wrap up the show with some new music and other other happenings in the music world but before we do that go rate review and subscribe to us on itunes follow us on social media at asinine radio now jeff let's just get into the Fearless Beer Review. What do you got? Uh, this week, I have something from Heretic Brewing Company. I'm gonna actually, I'm actually gonna pour it and then, and then talk about it. So, if you want to introduce your beer, then you can, and then we'll pour it and then talk about it because you know whatever. That's what this is what I want to do today. Okay, okay, you can do whatever you want. And that's so what I'm gonna do. So, I got, I have um, a beer from Elysian Elysian Brewery. Uh, <laughs> this is called. Avatar Jasmine IPA. I don't think I've had it before, but yeah, who fucking knows at this point? So I got big beer going on here. I know. What is going on? I, I do like me some big beer. If it tastes good, it tastes good. I mean, what am I going to do? I'm not going to not drink it. I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> That's true. So I'm going to pour mine in my glass. My my beer is, uh, is 6.3 ABV. Um, a little about the brewery, if you don't know, they they did open back in 1995, and they sold the brewery to Anheuser-Busch InBev back in 2015 for $24 million. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Lanta. Seems a little low, considering what Ballast Point sold for, like, $2 billion or some shit like that. Was it $2 billion? I thought it was, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I think it was at least a billion. I could Damn. be completely mistaken and completely dumb, but that's probably mostly the yeah, case there. More than likely, yes. So I actually got a uh, I got a sniffer a sniffer or a snifter. I think it's called it a, sniffer. a snifter. It's a type of glass, almost like a. It's got like a fat butt, and then it goes round, and then comes up at the top smaller in a little stem. Kind of like a bong. Kind of like a kind of like a tulip, like a wine glass, I guess. Okay. Like Like a wine okay. glass, but not so. I guess straight on the edges. It, like this one's got a fatter butt, <laughs> fatter butt. But this thing pours black, like black, black. Oh, it's so black I can't even God. like see the carbonation bubbles. Oh, God, that's so nasty. Yeah, it's super black. Um, smells like straight up chocolate. Little dude, bit of coffee. Why do you drink shit like that? Because it's delicious, Tyler. It's delicious. That's why I, I drink this. Put shit. my nose in my beer by accident. What did you smell get? It. That's what you get for being stupid. This um, this is seven percent, thirty three IBUs. Um, it's got I guess notes of coffee and caramel. So I'll see if I can taste that in there. But it definitely smells just like straight up chocolate and a little bit of coffee. Uh, yeah, like I said, mine is six and six point three ABV. Uh, IBU is forty three, and uh, it says the tasty notes. It says pours golden copper with a lively head. Avatar has a very floral nose, while the taste is an elegant balance, allowing the subtle flavor of jasmine to prevail while still delivering the IPA's essential essential hoppiness. And it says dried jasmine flowers added in the boil. Uh, the malts are Pale Munich, Crystal 45, and Cara Hell. I think that's how you pronounce it. And the hops used are Magnum, Glacier, and Cascade. Cascade. Yeah. 
Magnum so, hops. My beard does smell very flowery and floral, I guess, is the proper term. Floral. Floral yes. arrangements. Floral arrangements by Tyler. Okay. Um, I'm I'm ready to get you, the sip on here. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm itching. I'm dying. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Well, that's good. That's that's light. That is not as heavy as I thought it was going to be. Huh. This is uh this is actually really bad. <laughs> this is not good. Wow. Yeah. I'd never drink this again. This is not. This is not good. It tastes like I'm I'm eating a flower. Ew. Like the the reviews I were reading were not lying. I thought they were very dramatic, but damn, this is not very good. That's that's kind of gross. Yeah, that that's not good. Okay, it, but I mean, it kind of does taste like it, like the the end of the taste kind of tastes like a like a tea, like a very herbal tea. Mm. But there's like there's no hoppiness to it at all. I don't taste. Any hoppiness, no bitterness. What kind of beer is it? It's Elysian, the Avatar, Avatar, Avatar. Jasmine IPA. Okay. Yeah, but mine. Yeah, uh, just, mine is called Chocolate Hazelnut Porter. So which, it tastes. It's. I, I mean, I don't know what the fuck hazelnut tastes like, or roasted hazelnut, or any kind of nut besides like sunflower seeds. Does it taste like Nutella? Uh, I haven't had Nutella. I think. Since we were in Europe, probably. Oh, God. It's like 11 years ago. But I, I like when breweries name their beers what they are, rather than, than if this would be like the Devil's Porter or something like that. I'm just like, straight call it Chocolate <laughs> Hazelnut Porter. That way I can remember, oh, yeah, I do like Heretic's Chocolate Hazelnut Porter because it tastes like chocolate hazelnut, and it's a porter. But what if the Devil's Porter does taste like the Devil's Porter? But I'm never going to remember what the fuck the Devil's Porter tastes like. What does that taste like? Oh, that's your chocolate hazelnut porter. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So you can just skip that step and go right into the chocolate hazelnut porter. I don't know, man. You're pretty fussy right now. But my mine is very self-explanatory, too. Like, I mean, it tastes like fucking flowers. Like I'm munching on flowers right now. This is damn good, Tyler. This is pretty good. Is it? I'm yeah. not. I'm not very happy with mine, so... It's it's light, so it's not super syrupy like um like my one of my other favorite beers, the peanut butter milk stout from Belching Beaver. It's a little dry in the end. Gross. It's not leaving me with a bunch of syrup in the back of my mouth. This gross, is delicious. Gross, gross. But yeah, Heretic Brewing. They're based out of uh, Fairfield, California. If you don't know where Fairfield is, it's like thirty forty minutes northeast of Frisco. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, they named their brewery Heretic because craft beer lovers are kind of like the heretics of the dominating beer industry <laughs> the, the very beer dominated beer industry yeah and i think they call their tap room the confessional i've seen a couple things where they had said that oh yeah we're we're pouring this in the confessional or we do we just tap this in the confessional so that's a really cool name for your for your tap room is, is the confessional clever. love it yeah it's clever love it so i've had other beers from my brewery elysian brewing company uh, they're they're good. The Space Dust IPA is good. Um, I can't remember the other ones right now that I've had, but they're good. Uh, and what what I like about them too, I know it's kind of very superficial, but the labels, the artwork they use on their labels, I've always thought are really interesting, and really cool. Um, but if yeah, if you go on their Wikipedia page, you know how like the first paragraph or two of every Wikipedia page is like a quick overview of the brewery. Yeah. Well, on theirs, it's one paragraph, like a fairly short paragraph. And it only talks about Anheuser-Busch buying them out. Like it doesn't say anything really. It doesn't even say when they were when they the brewery opened originally. It just says you know that they were bought in January 2015 by Anheuser-Busch, and then they talk about how they're no longer a craft brewery. Like it's a very bitter sounding introduction to this brewery. Whoever wrote this introduction. Yeah, I'm looking so. at it right now too, and you're right. It's it basically just the first sentence is they operate out of Seattle, and then the next four <laughs> sentences are just all about them selling out to Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> now, is that first oh, paragraph? Yeah. I mean, that's supposed to, because there's also the next several paragraphs after the, you know, the bio, whatever it is, where it shows all the info mm -hmm. before the history. And that, that second set of paragraphs is usually like an overview of their entire Wikipedia page. But is that first paragraph supposed to be just like a thesis of what's going on? Yeah. Or is it just exactly supposed it. to be like the top news about that page? No, no, no. It's supposed to be like a thesis of, of what what's gonna what 
the page is trying to explain. Fuck it. Let's let's type in something else. Let's type in uh, chairs. Type in like Blink One Eighty Two or something. I don't. I'm gonna type in chair. (laughs) Why would Uh, you type in chair? (laughs) I don't know because. I was gonna type in beer. You're in one, I don't know. I was I was gonna type in beer, and I was like, no, that's everyone's gonna know I'm gonna do that. And so I did chair. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Look at the first the first sentence of chair is one of the basic pieces of furniture. A chair is a type of seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, why is that funny? A chair is a type of seat. A type of seat. And you can click oh, on seat, of god. course. <laughs> oh wait, seat has its own page it's uh, on wikipedia oh yeah i'm, I'm gonna oh, go to see jesus yeah I, I need to know what the first paragraph of that says all right how about this the first sentence a seat is a place to sit <laughs> <laughs> and guess what you can you can click sit sitting is a basic human resting position okay you can also click on list of human positions holy shit <clears throat> uh i also yeah what? Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? That's what you said. You said blah. Dive. Um, I do want to say I I do want to talk about. I did find some uh, some reviews of this beer of mine, and um, some of them are pretty pretentious and fun. And this guy um, on Beer Advocate in December 2016, his name is Mac Trail. He said uh, it's seriously perfumey in a way that makes me gasp for more oxygen. Malt, weird sweetness, icky fruit. I have resisted trying this stuff. I can see my instincts were not wrong. Also, it's not an IPA. It's an herb fruit-flavored concoction from the 22-ounce bottle purchased at the market in wherever. I don't even know where it is. But yeah, it's just... It's like, why do you have to use those words? Icky fruit. Icky fruit. Icky thump. Icky thump. But yeah, the first sentence, seriously perfumey in a way that makes me gasp for more oxygen. (laughs) Gasp for oxygen. Um... But yeah, he gave <laughs> he uh he gave that a two point seven out of five. So Dang. Another one I have here is uh is from Chicago ish in October twenty fifteen. So all these reviews are after they were bought out by Anderson Bush. Uh it says not my cup of tea here, must be the Jasmine. So be careful when you take an adventure on this one. Lucky for me and my wife did not mind or luckily luckily my wife did not mind the floral taste. If not for her, this would have been a drain pour. Luckily, I, I my wife didn't mind the floral taste. Was that like a, a almost sexist comment? It's very sexist. Yeah, the Chicagoish is not a good man. Dang, get out of here, Chicago! I thought we were past that. <laughs> um, the last one I have here is from uh, Wegjart nineteen. Wegjart. <laughs> Wegjart nineteen in January of this year, twenty nineteen. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this is just like what every beer reviewer does like on these websites poured into a frosty glass from a bottle with about an inch of head light amber in color with a bright floral sweet jasmine smell with a hint of hop opacity is 10 is about 10 percent slightly above average with adequate lacing jasmine sweet floral taste is overwhelming to me with a bit of carbonation and burn it's an interesting beer but unless you like eating flowers this is a bit of a perennial Something mm. to be had, something to be had every once in a while, and to know acquire, acquired taste, and to an acquired taste. Sorry. Do you think he used the word perennial on purpose as kind of like a, a pun there about flowers? Probably, and he thinks he's really clever, but he's just an asshole. That's pretty good, though. Nah, not really. But the opacity, like opacity, is about ten percent. Like, what? How does? What's his rating system on that? <laughs> Like I don't understand, and then slightly above average with adequate lacing. Hmm. That that I, it's just it's so annoying. That like, is ugh, this guy's gross. That's a that guy's a dick. <laughs> he is a straight asshole. Yeah. yeah, I don't like him. But yeah, Wegjart nineteen. Yeah, Weg Wegjart, Wegjart. But he gave it a three point two four out of five on Beer Advocate. Yeah. So there you go. So I mean, I guess this leads to our rating system. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So our rating system. Is three is a perfect beer. Uh, two is a good beer you're going to continue drinking. One is a bad beer, but try it once. And zero is throw it. It's a drain pour, according Dump to Dump bucket. One. So what do you rate yours, Jeff? Uh, this is a 2.5, easy. All day. That's a high rating. Yeah, I mean, it's not like super high, but what I like most about this beer is that it's not 
like I said, it's very light. I, I don't, it's not overpowering with this huge like syrup, like yeah. the peanut butter milk style from Belching Beaver is. So I could, I could drink the, I could drink these all day. I could drink them all day. No, you can't. You'll get tired of it. No, I won't. Don't tell me what I'll fucking do, because I won't. Pretty, pretty quick. Now I'm going to drink, drink 15 of them. Pretty, pretty quick. <laughs> it's good. I like it. I dig it. Well, I'm going to give my beer a uh, just a, a one. It's just... Damn, Gina. It's really it's really bad, but I think people should taste it just to, to understand, like, don't fuck with flowers. I am intrigued like, by the... by the. Op- it's not good. Opacity, floral, perennial taste. <laughs> the 10% opacity. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that opacity? I opacity? Don't know. I mean, what does that even mean? Is that is that like a derivative of opaque? Like not being I able to see is. through something? Is is that I, I think it's yeah, I think it is. I, mean, I have like the vocabulary vocabulary of a 16-year-old, so I don't I don't I don't <laughs> I don't delve too deep into these big words, to these triple You're adult. triple quadruple syllable words. Ah, yes, you're right. Ah, god. So I I are we are we good with our fearless beer review? Yeah. Can we? Yours can we, yours okay. was truly fearless today. Are you gonna finish it? Mine was. No, I'm actually gonna go give the rest of it to Mike. Uh, would you buy a, a 22 or? A... I bought a 22. Yeah. Damn. Thank God. Thank God. Oof. Does Mike drink anything you uh, give him? Like I'm gonna give it to Mike and he'll drink he'll, it. He he'll taste it and if he doesn't like it he'll he'll dump it. <laughs> Bump it. Yeah. He's done it a couple times I think. Oh, he did it to Ryan's beer this last <laughs> week. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's been wanting to try this Mortal Kombat. Oh style. yeah, that fucking chili pepper beer. The chili peppers, Ooh. and Mike kept saying, "I don't like, I don't like spice in my beers," and so he poured like a glass for Mike, and Mike was like, "If I don't like it, I'm, I'm not gonna drink the rest of it." And he took like two sips of it and dumped it. That's so gross. Yeah, it's it looked uh, it just gross. It's all gross. All right, we can get into our songs of the week. Uh, <laughs> Jeff has two picks. I got one. Uh, let's just start with Jeff's first pick, and I'm like stumbling over my words. I don't know why. Uh, so, what do we got, Jeff? What What is your song? What is your first song of the week that you bring to the pod? So, I don't know if you remember, but last week when we did our Spotify raps, there were these two songs that were really popular on my on my playlist throughout the years, and you had not heard them, and so I brought them today. Right? Ah, do you remember okay. that? That's why I did this. I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is by this band called All Get Out. The song's called Lucky Bastard. I think this is their first album, maybe their second, called The Season, 2011-ish. But it's just two guys and some various studio musicians and stuff, but they're uh, they're really cool. They make a lot of really good, um, kind of intriguing music. And each album they do kind of gets more and more complex and a lot more layers and stuff. I think they're really underrated as far as like this decade's music goes. And what year did it come out again? This the album that this is on, yeah. I think this was 2011. Okay, so not they're not super old. No, they're not that old. I mean, the guys are probably. I don't know how old the guys are, but I can't find a lot of info about them online. Just that there are two dudes in the band, and that's like it. They have four albums out. One of them came out last year. Yeah, the okay. se- the season came out in 2011. Their first album came out in 2008. So they've been around at least since 2008. I mean, okay. I mean, the, this band, the, they, they sound like somebody familiar, but I can't, I haven't been able to place it. Are they related to another band? Is Are these guys in another band? I think one of the guys from Manchester Orchestra helped produce or helped fund or did something with a couple of these guys' albums. And they've t- actually toured with a lot of more well-known bands, probably Manchester Orchestra as well. And right now they're on tour with um, The Almost, and they were added to every time I die's fucking bonanza that they're doing. Oh yeah, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, so here's the song uh, "Lucky Bastard" by All uh, Get Out.
song is called Lucky Bastard by All Get Out. All Get Out. All Get Out. You know, okay, right when I started playing it, I figured out who it sounds like. Who? It's like if the format hadn't broken up and they continue to make music, this is what it would have been. Ooh. He sounds a yeah, lot like the singer from the format. It, it, it's weird. It's like a mixture between the singer of the format and Kesha. He kind of has that weird kind of way of singing like Kesha does, that really kind of annoying slurry okay. thing with the format. That's I'm, exactly what it is. I'm seeing the format. I also think these guys kind of sound like, or remind me of the Weaker Thans. You remember that band? Yeah, I do. I weaker do. Thans. Um, I don't know about the Kesha thing, but... Uh, uh, definitely. The slurring of the words, definitely. But uh, what'd yeah. you think? You like the song? Yeah, it's it's a good song. It It's good. I mean, I'm not super into this indie rock, as you know. I'm not. But, I mean, it, it's definitely good. It's not bad at all. This was... This was kind of just like a like a sneak peek at kind of like the layering I was talking about. There's a lot of there's actually kind of a lot of stuff going on in this one little song, as far as like the indie rock goes, the acoustic to electric guitars, the sort of screaming, and it's almost like folky at the same time, but it picks up a little bit. A lot of things going on here, just from two guys, and I think it's uh, I think it's an interesting they're an interesting group. Then you should look into them. So do they do they also play like the drums and stuff in the studio or? I don't. I don't know. Is it just like a, I think they just play the, vocals, guitar, and then probably maybe like bass and percussion. Mm-hmm. But I think they actually hire like drummers to play with them, like a session thing. Yeah. But again, I don't. There's not a whole lot of info about them, and a lot of their bio has been just flooded with news about their newest album that came out last year, and like that story and process. It's not a good album then. No, it's it's what? pretty good. I like it. It's called the bouquet of roses or something the bouquet but it's cool okay yeah i mean if you're interested in that i mean it's it's definitely good music go check it out uh but it's it's weird to me that that was like one of your most played songs or it was up there well this i i was turned on to this band by kevin an old roommate and he showed me this band and specifically that song too and so I think the year that this was popular on my playlist was probably one of the last years that either I was at the castle or I hung out with Kevin because this was like 13 or 14 or something, maybe even earlier. Yeah. Sounds about right, the timeline when you lived here. Yeah, so that's I think that's why this was so popular for me. All right, so moving on to my pick, I went with... Uh, so Jeff kind of turned me on to this thing on Spotify with the Discover Weekly and every Monday they update it with music that you might be interested in, whether it's new stuff that you've never heard or just the same old crap. And it's bit, it's a bit of both for me. But this one band came up called Oslo S. Uh, and the song is called, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the name, but I don't care. It's called like Cocker Lacane. Cocker Lacane? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm assuming they're from Sweden. Um uh, the song is really cool. It's called Oslo S, and uh, the album it's the album the whole album is just whatever. But this song is pretty killer. It's like to me, it reminds me of like the off like a Swedish version of the Offspring. This sounds really cool. I think so. I'm gonna play a little bit of this song Oslo S, and then we'll get a little bit more into it. Listen to that fade. That's good. 
that's a good fit. But yeah, that's a that that's a band called Oslo S. Do you like it? I thought it was pretty cool. I think that was pretty that was pretty solid. Where they're like a uh, like a Norwegian offspring, right? It sounds like it, right? Or is it Sweden or no? Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's Oslo. Come on, what's like what, like what's oh, it's Oslo, Norway. Uh, I don't know why yeah. I was thinking Sweden. What the fuck? I mean, realistically, Finland, Sweden, Norway, the, they got the same, same fucking flag almost, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> but they were cool. I, 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 yeah, I dig. And they were, like you said, they were kind of like a like a Norwegian offspring. The German kind of reminded me of like like Pennywise type music too. So I mean, yeah. I really, I really digged it. I dug it. I yeah, it's more it. like, the I drumming is more like driving. It's more like a, a very driving beat, kind of like how like Scott Rayner was with Blink <sighs> rather than Travis who's more like a technical player or no technical effects. difficulties yeah exactly um, so let's move on to your pick Jeff oh boy <laughs> oh yeah this, this is a good one. <laughs> oh boy why oh why oh why why do you have that why did you want to put this on here okay so for many years like two almost three years like two and a half years I shared my Spotify with Renee before I got the uh, the family plan. I think I got premium first and then moved to the family plan, which I'm on now. And uh, so we shared the same Spotify. So a lot of the times for my weekly playlist, it would be like half stuff I would like and then half metalcore. <laughs> and I listened to a lot of metalcore. And even though like this is one of those like almost guilty pleasure songs where I... I think this song is really catchy and I kind of like it and I dig it, but I know that it's stupid. It's such a dumb song and just the, the way it's kind of set up is really stupid. Everything about it is dumb, but it's by the band Escape the Fate. It's from their debut album, The Drug in Me Is You. The song is called uh, The Drug in Me Is You as well. Well, I'm going to stop you right there because it's not Escape the Fate. It's actually Falling in Reverse. Oh, yeah, Falling in Reverse. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. Escape the Fates, the I think his old band. Ronnie Radke's a singer for ah, so Falling in Reverse. And I think his first band before he went to jail was Escape the Fate. Do you know what the his vocals remind me of on this song before <laughs> we play it? Is like an even worse version of Tom DeLong. Like a, like if Tom DeLong tried to sing a metalcore song. Day. It's like <laughs> it's it's shocking how kind of This is Metalcore Tom DeLong. That's why I like it. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. Okay, so here's uh, the drug in me is you. Knock upon my door the other day. I opened it to find out staring in my face. The feel of mortal stock and still reverberates. Everywhere I go, I drag this coffin just in case. That shit's rough. You know it's catchy. Get out of here. No, you, can't, you cannot deny that that baseline isn't catchy and this song's not catchy. It's no, so dude. It's, it's put down your put down your cool hat for one second. Just, no, just try, I, I'm gonna just, keep just, it on. Just, just just try and be like a normal human being on this earth. <laughs> it's just not a very good song. It's the song reminds me of um of that song Monsters by fucking Matchbook Romance. Oh, no. that song Get is equally the fuck as stupid. Out of here. Get the if fuck if out you here. think that that song is not equally as stupid as this song, then I know you're lying. I know you're just trying it's to put on your cool hat. It's super catchy, though. The, the yeah, Matchbook okay. Romance song go. is super catchy. There we go. Cool hat. I'm going to call you C-H-T. That stands for Cool Hat Tyler. Hey, I, I like that that's name. What you're, that's what you're doing okay, right Okay, that's now. fine. I, it's a good nickname. Thank you. It's a horrible nickname. But anyway, <laughs> this song is... is I want to talk about Ronnie Radke because we always make fun of him. But we hey, never give uh, 
we never give give uh, explanations as to why we make fun of him, why we think he's dumb. But he'd been arrested multiple times. I think the first time he was arrested was uh, back when he was 22. He met up somewhere to fight some kid that was 18. And so he brought a posse. The kid brought a posse. In the, in the kerfuffle there, somebody pulled out a gun, shot somebody else, killed him. That guy bef- that guy was gonna the, the guy who killed somebody was gonna go to jail but committed suicide before he was tried. And then Ronnie Radke ended up getting in trouble, not for killing him, but just for being there and being in a fight, because you can't just fight people in the middle of nowhere for some reason. So that was like the first time that he got in trouble. The second time was he got arrested for hitting his girlfriend and then went to jail, not because of that, but because he failed to show up to court a bunch of times. Fucking so he went to jail shit. for there. I think at that time was when Escape the Fate had booted him out of the band. Even like now, he's still bitter about Escape the Fate kicking him out of the band, even today. And this was like 10 child. plus years ago. And uh. another time, he, uh, he was charged and fined. This is kind of a cool story. Because he threw three mic stands into a crowd at Six Flags. And it wasn't like out of anger. It was just they were just rocking out and kicking shit over and just destroying the stage. And he threw a mic stand and it like hit some girl in the face and like <laughs> broke her nose or something. And then another one hit some other kid in the head and like needed stitches. And he ended up apologizing. He was he was sorry about it. But since then, Six Flags has banned all aggressive music at their theme park. Wow. That's pretty that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and he's also shit. dating the uh, the WWE wrestler Paige, as we all know. Oh, okay. So there's a little little backstory on on Roddy Radke and his and his crazy life. And he constantly works with uh, our boy John Feldman. John Feldy. John Feldy, baby. Oh, man, that <laughs> he's bad, dude. Like I I don't remember the last time I heard a song by that band. There you go. And dude, that was awful. And I'm a big Tomman, so like to sound to try to to sound like Tom a little bit, you'd think I'd like it, but. It's like next level bad. I mean, that's how people feel about Tom DeLonge. People who don't like Blink is how we feel about Yeah, absolutely. Ronnie Radke. Anyway, let's move on to some new music that's been released this last week. Uh, Travis Barker, he started his own record label called DTA and some his first the first two people he signed to it were Lil Wayne and Rick Ross and then he put out a song called Gimme Brain is that what it's called Gimme Brain anyway yes yeah it, it's really bad it's like a it's a really bad rap song and Lil Wayne just has a shit flow Rick Ross is just not good <sighs> it's bad it's so bad so i'm not going to play it and Travis Barker just needs to do something that's good for once, you know? It's that's just, true. I Like, Travis has never really done anything good outside of all the transplants. It was good. Yeah, transplants was good. And boxcar. But really anything else hasn't been good. Yeah. I mean, in the Aquabats, that was, that was obviously good. Okay, so, like, ev- everything in the rock realm has been good. But everything in the hip-hop realm has been shit. How about everything he's done since 2011... Has been bad. Has been, no, yeah, no, up until 2011 was good. Everything after that was bad. No, because he was good on Dogs Eating Dogs. Ah! Yeah. And also, he was... No, he's only half good, because two of those songs were, no, 2.5 of those songs were garbage. Also, he was good on the second Anti-Mask album that hasn't been released yet, but when he played with them live, those songs were good. So, that's good, too. But what the fuck are we talking about? Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Uh, let's move on to the to actually a really good band, Zebrahead. Uh, they put out a new song called "The Perfect Crime." I think it's a B side from their record that came out earlier this year. It's a good song. It's a solid Zebrahead song. Has some good leads, some a great guitar solo from Dan Palmer, also of Death by Stereo. DP. Yeah, so it's a good song. I think you agree with me on that one. Of course. Not gonna play it because if you've heard Zebrahead. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's pretty self-explanatory, but still great nonetheless. <laughs> uh, Skrillex did a collaboration with uh, Boys Noise. I hate that name. Uh, Boys Noise, baby. I also hate this guy's name, Ty Dolla Sign. Like, ugh, just shut up. But he did, a, <laughs> he did a song with them called Midnight Hour. 
And this is like I think one of the first times I've been disappointed by a Skrillex song. What? I just it it's your basic run of the mill trans music, which I'm sure I know a lot of people like that style of music, but I know there wasn't enough there to to really catch me and some of the parts were just like annoying enough to the point where I actually turned it off. Oh god, I turned it off. Here we yeah. go, this guy. Eh, just calls him as a season. CHT back in action. Yeah, you know it's me. Like I turned you know it off, me. No, it was, <laughs> it's, it's 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 a solid song. It's not I mean, don't expect any crazy drops or any weird manipulations here. It's just a good it's just a good like as I would call it, it's a good techno song. It is. It's a techno song. Nothing there's nothing like there's nothing unique in the song. When it comes oh, to a genre that's to just so to boring. Good. But but when a genre is as like basic and just kind of straightforward as it is, to have basic nothing songs in can there, be good. They can Blink be good. Blink One Eighty Two made a career out of making basic songs good. No, but they wrote good catchy <laughs> poppy songs. This is not catchy, it's not poppy, it's not no melody, just a beat. It's not supposed to be a melody. It's just supposed to be a soothing beat. It goes throughout. A little breakdown in the middle. It's not soothing, but anyway, uh, Jeff's girl Kesha got together with uh, Durgal Simpson, Brian Wilson, and uh, Rabble. I don't know. <laughs> they they made a song together called Resentment. It really sucks. It's just not good. Dude, you just like you you're you're a you're a grumpy old man. I, like nothing pleases you right. anymore. You have become like this guy who's like, Ugh, back in my day music was good. Anything after that is terrible. Everything's terrible. Like you've you've been completely you're so jaded <laughs> that you're incapable of making like an objective like decision on whether or not you like something. It's just straight up has this been made after neighborhoods by blink? Yep, then it's bad. <laughs> There's Omar in it? Nope. Then it's bad. Uh, That's it. Dude, we've lost mind. you. We've lost you. You've, you're out of my. You're out of your mind. You need Tyler. You need to you grow. Know, you know. You none need of to this grow is true. with the time. I did. It is true. I am growing with the times, Jeff. I can't. I can't remember a time where a new song has come out by a by a group that you don't already like, and you've liked the song. It happens all the time. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Just because you can't think of it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah, but I would I would remember it that way. I wouldn't even be able to say this conversation. I wouldn't save these sentences here, but I can't think of anything. No, you just want to fight. I want to fight. Um, but did, did you like this Kesha song? No. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dumb shit. <laughs> it started off like interesting because it had the acoustic guitar in it. I was like, all right, all right. Okay, like, I like oh, the same Kesha, thing, the same just, acoustic guitar. Like, oh, Kesha, you just can't you can't sing and. You're not really a good singer, and I I can't like really relate. And and if I don't know, it's just it's just kind of boring. The last song that that's mentionable uh, is a is technically they're a supergroup, for lack of a better better term. Uh, the band is called Gone Is Gone. It's the the singer bass player from Mastodon, the drummer from At the Drive In, the guitarist from uh, Queens of the Stone Age, and I forgot. There's one other guy in it, but I can't remember who it is. But they put out their new song called No One Ever Walked on Water. And for a band with all those musicians in it, those great musicians, like it's just, it's so bland. <laughs> it's so bland. It sucks, man. It sucks. There's so much potential with these musicians. And this is what we got. It's just not a fan. Not a fan. And I think you agree with me, right? It's It's not a very good song. It's just boring. It doesn't go anywhere. There's nothing. There's nothing there to really talk about. <laughs> I don't know. I I agree. I whatever's. Why are you? I think I think Queens of the Stone Age is also whatever's. Now that's where burr, we're, burr, that, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> Mind you, Queens of the Stone Age don't. Not all of their stuff is good. But they have a, the, the stuff that is good is really good. I'm just saying. It's either really good or just really bad or just okay. So either really good or just, eh, it's good. That's true. Everything I've heard from Queens of the Stone Age is just good. I mean, not good. It's just okay. <laughs> I've never heard anything bad. It's just like, yeah, that's that's okay. All right. Fair enough. You could be wrong, too. That's a 1.5. Uh, it's a what? It's a 1.5 out of 3. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Oh, you're so dumb. Uh, so, I mean, that that's it for new music uh, happening or that have, that's been released. Wow, man, what's going on with me? With me? 
something I, I noticed that I thought was pretty interesting, Metallica and their Black Album, their self-titled Black Album, it just hit 550 weeks on the Billboard Top 200. And that album came out in 1991. That's pretty fucking <laughs> insane. That that's that's nuts. It is. That is that's weeks. unbelievable. I mean, and I think it's like the third highest on the the charts. I think number 1 Number one is Pink Floyd and The Wall. I might be The Wall or might be... Dark Side. Is it Dark Side? Yeah. Okay, and I think it's like 1,011 weeks on the <laughs> on the charts. I don't remember what, what number two was, but it might be... I think it's, I think it's Bob Marley and The Wailers. It? Oh, yeah. You're right. Or Journey's Greatest Hits, it says. Okay, and then, yeah, the Metallica is... Five, they just hit 550. That's, in, that's insanity. But to even be put up against those other groups pink floyd bob marley and journey who is only on that list because of one fucking song <laughs> i think mean, although metallica is probably also on that list because of one fucking song no because like there's nothing else matters the unforgiven oh yeah, yeah i forgot about that one yeah yeah there's, I, I there's really a couple big hits oh you would know it if you heard it for no, sure you would know, know it. it yeah you nothing would. else matters vocally the best song that they've ever done did <sighs> i the Black Album sucks, man. I'm sorry. That album fucking blows. I hate that. It sounds great sonically and like, you know, it's just, it's a great, great album production wise. <laughs> but dude, the songs themselves are fucking shit. I remember, I remember one time I, I learned, uh, what's it called? This, this Inner Sandman. Inner Sandman. I learned that on the guitar. And then I think like after I could play it, I felt stupid playing it. And then I, I never played it again because. <laughs> I was like, damn, even when I play this, I could fucking hate it. <laughs> Hated it. It does have a cool guitar solo, though. I like the solo a lot. Never learned the solo. I I clearly, I know, you hate guitar solos. Hate guitar solos. But it is actually a really solid guitar solo. It's short to the point, short and sweet. Maybe that's why I suck at playing the guitar, because I never learned how to play solos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so another band just hit a, hit a huge milestone. Uh, ACDC just hit the 25 million mark for albums albums sold in the United States. So I don't know if this is just the Back in Black album or if it's all of their albums in general. But goddamn, dude, that's a lot of fucking records. 25 million just in the U.S. Who I knows? Think it's, I think it's just the Back in Black. Okay, yeah, Back in Black as the fourth biggest selling album of all time. Because if it's all of their albums, that doesn't sound like a lot, considering they have so many of them, and so many of their albums have at least like a handful of songs that are fucking bangers. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. So yeah, Did they the, get the formula down, right? Just release an album of 10 to 12 songs. Only like four of them got to be really good. The other ones, just fuck it. Put filler in there. That's kind of how it was when we did the... What album did we do? What Dirty Deeds? Yeah, we did that album. There was like five good songs on it, and then the rest were just like meh. But yeah, but those good songs were, were great, fucking phenomenal, and that's yeah. what that's all you got to do. But yeah, so yeah, twenty five million uh, sold in the U.S. That's fucking nuts. Um, Chester Bennington, he did pass away a few years, a couple years ago, but his very first band called Gray Days is uh, is re recording their first record that he was on, and apparently Chester was doing it with them before he di- before he died. Um, so yeah, that's going to be coming out soon. And apparently there's going to be like a bunch of other popular singers in in the genre that are going to be on the record and other band members, um, that Chester had worked with throughout the years. So, I mean, I I think it's cool. It's kind of unnecessary, but, but cool nonetheless, especially having like friends come in and, and, and do the music with them. I think that depending on what they do with this release, it's going to be either extremely tasteful or it's going to look like a uh, a gluttonous cash grab. I think if they release this, and I mean, these, there's, it's not like a big band. So I think if they release this and they do something to kind of coincide with like suicide awareness or prevention or kind of anything in that realm, mm. I think this will be like a smash hit. But if it's just them releasing something to, to take money in, then I think it's going to be trash shit. <laughs> I think it's about money. Uh, have you, have you ever listened to this, this album? I think we we listened to it we did, we, when we did, we did Hybrid Theory. Oh, did we just listen to it on our own? Well, I think we, we did listen to it, yeah, like on our own, just to kind of prep this for Hybrid Theory, and we briefly talked about it. Yeah, it's not a very good record. 
I it's don't not, I don't remember it too much. I don't remember it very much either, but I, I remember the one time I listened to it and it was just pretty boring. It wasn't very good at all. Just ah, it's just not very good. I would I would also on a completely different topic, I would be I would be beside myself if I did not mention that when I said it's gonna be either a smash hit or trash shit, I did steal that from a different podcast. What did you steal it from? It's a fr- friend of the pod, Dimitri, has his own podcast that he puts out every so often called The Keeg. And one of his, his bits on there is, is they talk about new releases, new movies. And, you know, they ask you, is it, is it going to be a smash hit or trash hit? That's pretty good. And I like that. I, I think I'm going to steal it until he tells me to stop doing it. Just steal it. Doesn't yeah. even, he probably doesn't even listen to the pod. Nobody listens to the pod. <laughs> we have like five people who listen and I know all of them. He's so. going to text me right now as I'm talking about this <laughs> and say, hey, man. Oh, shit. Don't okay. cut out my sneeze. What? Okay. Uh, Valiant Thor. They've been kind of like not doing anything for the last couple of years. But uh, the bass player, he uh, posted on his Instagram a couple of days ago that they're going to be making new music in 2020, which is cool with uh, kind of like the classic lineup of the band, which is even cooler than that. So stay tuned for that because I'm sure we're going to talk about it. Because Valiant Thor have always been a cool band. Man, I, like, I'm just I'm still old, like I I have very few regrets in my life. Very few. Everything I've done <laughs> has led say. me to this point. I know what you're going to say. But one of like the only regrets was like the brief period where I thought that hey I want to go to law school, <laughs> and so as I'm taking the LSAT. And spending the night in a hotel by myself because it was like an hour and a half or two hours south of where I used to live in Oregon. You were at possibly, in my mind, one of the greatest shows you've ever been to. It was and a I'm, lot of fun. It wasn't and like I the greatest it. show I've ever been to, but it was a lot of fun. But yeah, a fr- friend of the pod, uh, Palmer, him and I, I went up to Portland to go hang out with Jeff for a few days. And uh, and yeah, and Jeff went out of town to go take the uh, the test. And so Palmer and I went out, partied partied pretty hard and we went and saw valiant thor play at was it dante's something yeah like dante's it was a little bar it's a little little dinky bar but i mean it, the place wasn't like filled to capacity or anything like that but there were just enough people there to make it really fun and it was just a blast of a show it was so much fun but yeah it was it was a good time it was really good. and palmer had never really been to a show like that, oh, like, it was so good, like, a, like right? a punk or a rock show like that. So he didn't understand like the antics that some like singers do, and and Valiant himself, the singer Valiant Thor, he's very theatrical and he he get, he's very involved in with the crowd, and it was pretty cool. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I love I love when when you get to experience somebody's first real show. Like Renee's, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but Renee's first show ever that she went to. Was Bullets and Octane in the Viper Room? No, are you serious? Yes, yeah, that was her first show ever, and we had just gotten off of work at Dave and Buster's, and we headed straight there. Wow! And I remember when we got there, they were already playing, and we saw you and I think Annie towards the front. I was like, "Oh, let's go!" And she was super hesitant about cutting through the crowd. I was like, "No, fuck it, let's go!" And we got to the front, dude. She had a blast. That was her huh. first show ever. That and that was like kind of toward the tail end of like when bullets were good, you know? Yeah, you know that was like. The end of the era of the Bullets era was that that show at the Viper Room, and that was a fun show too. Damn, it's also good. Man. It is also fun to know that I did. I got a one fifty five on my L set. In case anybody was wondering, what is that? I mean, slightly above average. There you go. <laughs> Could have been a lawyer. Oh, fuck that. I don't know what I was thinking. That's so stupid. <laughs> Zero interest. You were young and ambitious. So moving on to something I think is pretty cool. Um, John Frusciante, the uh, former guitarist of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, has rejoined the band, and Josh King- Klinghoffer, Kinghoffer is no longer in the band. Um, I mean, I think he left the band in 2009, maybe, 2008, and uh, but he's back, baby, so probably a new album, touring, and we'll see where that where that leads us. Could be really good, could be really bad, who knows? All of the above, maybe, who knows? Um so Jeff really likes this. He's like super fascinated with this, but the fire festival, the, the fucked up festival from a couple of years ago in the Bahamas or wherever it was, right? The Bahamas. Holy shit. Um, but yeah, no, you kind of lead the way on this. Cause 
the, a lot of the bands and artists are being sued right now. So, so since we've left the Fire Festival talk, uh, Billy, I think it was his name, he is now in prison for taking everybody's money and throwing the worst party of all time. Now the tables are turning, and all of the artists that were supposedly given money, all of the uh, influencers <laughs> that were given money to influence the show are now being sued to get that money back. So supposedly yeah. Blink was given $500,000 to play Fire Festival. They backed out. And from what I remember reading, they backed out because there was not adequate uh, like staging. There was mm-hmm. not adequate like lighting, like theatrics, basically. So yeah. now they're being sued to basically recoup that money that was given to them to play the show, which they obviously did not play the show because they backed out, not because the show was canceled. So now I'm wondering where this is going to go because if that was specifically written into their contract that they needed a fucking 50 by 50 stage, they needed five of these lights, and you know what I mean? Like there's always going to be little nuances of this contract. So I'm really curious to see if this guy is actually going to get money from this. I It's doubtful because, I mean, I'm sure within, within the contract, Blink or whatever artist or band specifically stated we need these certain accommodations for the show and whatever else. And if these aren't met, then it's technically a breach of contract. But don't forget, Blink out backed out early. They were one of the first bands to back out. They were, yeah. So there was plenty of time for them to meet those accommodations. They backed out before any of those were even met. So unless that contract specifically states, you know, by this but it date was like, you need it was this, like a, by this date you need this. Wasn't it, was it like still, a day or two? I think no, it was like it was a day or two before. Away. It was no, months away. No, it wasn't away. months away. Yes, it was months away. It was mm. months away. Mm, I don't think so. Yes, it was not days before. It was months away. Trust and believe that. And not <laughs> only that, but now he's also suing. I, 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 I don't want to say he because I don't think it's Billy specifically. I think it's it's whatever company that he's involved with or that Fire Festival is trying to recoup some money on. That company is suing everybody. But they're also, I think, going after some of the producers and, and, and filmmakers from the Netflix and Hulu movie. Mm-hmm. Specifically one of the one of the two, because one of them had had ties to the Fire Festival, so it was kind of shed in not not such a bad light. I don't want to say a yeah. good light, because they're both they they fucking trashed the Fire Festival. But one of them one of them was worse than the other one. So yes, the one that was less worse, that's the one I think was is, is in bed with the Fire Festival dudes and dudettes. Either way, I mean, love the fire, love it. All of these artists were wildly overpaid for, for what they were offering, and it's just the whole entire thing was a giant shit show. I just, I I just don't understand why we're not talking about this more, like all the time, because this is a, this is so, this is so interesting. This is so fun, but people don't care anymore. The documentaries have been made. There's nothing. That's all we do in society is talk about the past. Yeah, but people are bored with it. I mean, a lot of it's already been talked about, so why bored to continue death, with this? Just saying. Um, something I thought was kind of cool, interesting, was this next bit. Uh, there's a band called Wacko, and the guy, the singer, somebody in the band decided to rent out a Denny's, a Denny's restaurant, and have the band play in that restaurant. And it got pretty got pretty rowdy in there. They they literally like you could not walk in this Denny's, and they kind of trashed the restaurant, and whatever. And so the restaurant turned around and said, "You owe us like a couple thousand dollars in damages to chairs and sh- the chandeliers and all this other stuff." Uh, but the video of it is pretty fucking rad. <laughs> these fucking, these kids are awesome. It's fucking cool, man. Much in the vein of of Six Flags hiring, uh, falling in reverse. A Denny's allowing, like they're like a, they're a hardcore band that cut they 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 haven't quite found their talent yet. They're a hardcore band, but their music's still pretty kind of shit. But they're getting there. They're just a bunch of kids. All of their friends showed up, and they throw this huge circle pit in the middle of Denny's. They're climbing over booths. They're knocking over tables. It is absolutely amazing. I can only imagine the manager just like shitting his pants. Well. See, I don't know about that because they allowed them p- to play for 22 minutes before it was shut down. So they it wasn't like, you know, it was going on for five minutes and that was it, that's all. It went on for 22 minutes. So, in, like, in the popular video that's going around, the singer is is kind of like getting the crowd pumped up 
And he, I think he says like, like, what the fuck is up, Denny's or something like that. <laughs> and then that's when like the mayhem starts. And that's like when their, their hit song plays. And so, that's when I think people get cray cray. So from what I was reading, this, this originally happened back in 2013. There was another band someplace else that did this same thing in Denny's and there was a, there was a pit, but it wasn't as crazy as this re- recent one, but it, it kind of became this meme and it was like, <laughs> fuck, what did he say? It was, oh, I just had it up, but you, you said, you kind of said it too. What the fuck is up Denny's? Yeah. What the fuck is up Denny's? And it became like a meme. So this guy who, who did it recently, he wanted to kind of recreate that, but it, it was way bigger than, than the original time it, this happened. And it was just, the video is pretty cool. It's it's pretty fucking rad. Pretty hardcore. I mean, the like the thousands of dollars that they're gonna have to spend to replace whatever has been broken is probably gonna be recouped just based off the fact that they have so much publicity now because of this stunt. Oh yeah, I mean this so will get paid back it. so fast. Absolutely, it was it was a great publicity stunt. And you know what this reminds me of? I don't know if you remember this, but way back in high school in the early two thousands early mid 2000s there was a togo's restaurant a togo's near our house and the guy who owned that that togo's used to have hardcore shows in the togo's the one over uh, by over by park pizza right yeah by out of the yeah. park you remember that yeah yeah he'd shut down at like 7 p.m or 8 p.m and then at like nine o'clock like two or three hardcore bands would play in this little tiny like really tiny togo's in the very back and then just the whole place would be filled and it would just go fucking crazy. This is a long ass time ago. That yeah, this cause, cause, Cause he was fucking dope. That's why <laughs> it's so he should, cool. He should have made his cover. Like you have to buy a sandwich. That should have been like the cover charge. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. That would be like the most, that'd be like the best thing he could possibly do. That's true. But yeah, I, I think this whole thing is awesome. And I don't know. I love, I love music. It's cool. It would just be cool to sit there eating my food and then all of a sudden a bunch of 16-year-olds start throwing a pit. Like, do I jump in? Do, what do I no, do? No, no. He rented out just he rented out the entire restaurant. Oh, so there's nobody there. There's nobody him. there. It was only the band and the people that he, oh. they invited. Yeah, That's it wasn't... Lame. Oh, it's not lame. That's boring. No, it's not. Move on. Move along. Move along. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> okay, well, we are going to move along. Um, some upcoming tours and shows that I think are interesting um, are happening soon or sometime this year. Uh, the used are going on a small club tour, which is pretty fucking cool uh, throughout January and February. It's just a month away. They're playing some pretty small clubs, which is awesome. So go check that out. If you're interested, uh, bad religion and alkaline trio are touring together in March. And, uh, they're doing a U.S. tour in March and April. This is to commemorate the 40th anniversary of bad religion. So get into that. That's pretty cool too. Two great tours coming up. So there you go. You have anything else to say? Because I'm all I'm tapped out. No, except that I would be more likely to go to the used tour than I would the Bad Religion Alkaline Trio tour. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Not just because it's at a small club nah. venue. Not because it's just at a small club, but. Uh, but it is. That's exactly what it is. No. Well, that's it for the pod. You got anything else to say? We all good? We all good. We all good. Okay, everyone. Thank you all for listening, for getting this far into the pod. Uh, go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us. Go follow us on social media uh, at Asinine Radio. I mean, that's really, that's it. That's all. So. Do we? No, we just, we just uh, say goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.